brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Well, last time we just crushed everything, so keep it rolling. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. First look for week 17. We got two weeks left. And then we head into the postseason. Still going to have a ton of shows and content for you uh, if you love this NFL DFS stuff as much as we do. But for today, monster slate. Uh, biggest slate so far of the season. I'll be completely transparent out of the gate. I hate it. I hate 14-game slates. I will be and, – and we'll get to, to where these guys are at. I'm Dave Lockman, by the way, at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. For those of you podcast listeners, if you want to come hang out, have some fun, talk shit, whatever it is on Twitter. Hit me with a follow. Uh, I will be playing a lot of the early slate contests and then a lot of the afternoon slate contests. Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz DFS. That's the way I like it today or this week. Nine games and then five games. The 14, man, it gets out of control. Yeah, we don't see this too often. And obviously, you know, realistically, we know a lot's going to change. There's a lot of moving parts. But I, I still kind of like to... You know, it's funny, even though sometimes I do play those shorter slates, I actually like to build as wide as possible in terms of the the number of games and then hone it down where it's like, okay, this was on the 14 game slate. Now I have a decent idea of what I want to do on a five game slate. Obviously, salaries change, but I still think for a first look, I'm actually glad that we have so many games to break down. 100 (laughs) percent. I never I never look at them separately. I can compartmentalize afterwards, but. I don't hate the idea of playing a nice nine game early slate uh, and then a five game afternoon slate. I mean, Jordan, I actually, I love smaller slates. The most success I've had this season has been on some of these smaller slates, like afternoon slates, two game, uh, like Saturday or Tuesday slates. Jordan Vanek, by the way, at Jordan Vanek DFS. What's good, bro? It's going good. I mean, I agree with you. I actually, I mean, when I first started playing DFS, the two game slates, the three game slates, that's where I was crushing this year. fun. It's been same thing. I mean, last or this past weekend, I got to play Jimmy Graham at 1% owned. That was fun. I didn't exactly do well with the rest of the build, but I ended up getting a min cash there. This week with five game and nine game, it's fantastic. It's been like the main slates the last few weeks. I don't know why the Panthers got flexed to 425. I don't know. I didn't understand that one. I wanted that Ravens-Baltimore game in the 425 spot to pair with Arizona and Dallas in that 425 slate but it's been it's gonna be a fun week i mean hopefully there's not as much covid nonsense as we had have dealt with in the past but i think it's just unavoidable at this week or rate so what i think it is i I believe from what i read is it's just a tv thing they want to get most of the country watching that game 
and they also want everybody to be able to watch. I, I think it's Fox. I think yeah. they also want them to be able to watch Arizona Dallas mm. at the 4 p.m. slate. Oh, I see. I thought I didn't realize that it was Fox. I thought it was CBS because I was looking at like CBS already has Kansas City and Cincinnati at one, which is going to be the highlight game of the week as well. Right. So, yeah, Carolina, okay. New Orleans wasn't flexed to 425 because it's a good game. They were making room <laughs> uh, on national television <laughs> for an actual good game. But. Uh, yeah, my God, Ian Book, man. Whew. <clears throat> I mean, if you watched him play Miami in uh, college, you would have seen the exact same pick six that he threw against the Dolphins this time around. It was He's just not good. Like uh, He can't do it. <laughs> I, the thing, though, Ben, is, listen, that offensive line, yeah. it's it's like you, 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 if you watch that game without any context, You'd be like, he did something real bad to these guys, and now they're paying him back. But at the same time, that sack that he took, I know you know what I'm talking about. What not there were a lot of them, but the one where he just runs out of bounds 20 yards deep, or throwing the ball away on fourth down. I see that way too much in the NFL, but those are the type of mistakes when your defense is at least doing enough to keep you competitive that really can't happen, man. It was brutal. Not good. Not not good. Uh yeah, I actually picked up the Saints live last night and I really liked the spot and then they got it to 10-3 and they had their chances there's no doubt uh it wasn't all his fault there's no doubt he was under pressure but the things that he could control he didn't do a good job of either particularly on fourth down when you're giving giving drives away and just some just little things I I wasn't thrilled about but uh I thought little Jordan Humphrey was going to go for a 99 yard touchdown and bail bail me out that didn't happen Miami, what can you say? I've never, no one's ever seen anything like that. Seven straight losses to seven straight wins. And now yep. they get the Titans in a massive game next week. No one in seven team has ever made the postseason. So could be fun. Uh, you know, uh, how crazy is it, Jordan? And I'm just going to, I'll go homerism here. I'll go, I'll go, I'll be a homer for a second. How crazy is it that Miami was one in seven? They could make the playoffs. And then the Eagles were two and five. If they they can lock up a playoff spot in week 17, they don't even need week 18 to do it. So not just them, but there's a ton of playoff implications on the line this week. And I think we definitely need to be focusing on that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, usually towards the end of the year, we have some of these teams kind of coasting, getting that bye week with only one bye week as of the last two years, plus just how crazy this NFL year has been where teams like Baltimore were on fire and now they're possibly going to miss the playoffs. Miami as well, Philly. It makes these types of slates more fun to me because there's not as many games that just don't matter at all. Um, I mean, Miami, Tennessee is one of the biggest games of the year for Miami. And it's also funny that Miami to make the playoffs are going to have to go beat Tannehill and then at home versus Bill Belichick in a week 18 matchup where could determine whether I get in or not. No, Will, you don't need to hear me tout Miles Sanders. He is out. <laughs> he is out. I was off Sanders last week. I preferred uh, our boy Singletary in another solid game. Ten red zone carries over the last two weeks. Even five last week with Zach Moss back in action. Man, making progress in Buffalo. We'll talk about all that. Let's dive into it. But first, we're happy to have you guys with us. Like I said, I mean, there's basketball every day. There's a lot of sports, but we're here talking football on a Tuesday and we love having you guys with us. So if you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up. It helps us greatly. 
help us combat that YouTube overlord. Or maybe there's more of them that I don't know about. They're faceless, nameless. Feed that algorithm. In all seriousness, it is true. We need to do that. Uh, it helps us keep the lights on around this way. So if you like this content, smash that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We're 500, less than 500 likes away from 70,000 subs. You guys have taken us a long way over the past couple of years that we've been here, Ben. It's been like, have we been here three over three years now, right? August or July of 2018? That's correct. Yep. That's correct. So much appreciated hanging with us and uh, making Awesome your home for all of your DFS, fantasy, betting content, you name it. Oh, and if you want to join the channel, join Team Awesome, hit it right down below that thumbs up. Uh, get the custom emojis, the badges, the free super chats each month, the, the shout outs. And we'll always prioritize your comments and questions along with all of our people in the premium Discord chat. Let's do it. Uh, quarterbacks, Ben, I'll shoot it over to you first. It's hard not to like some of these top tier guys this week. Now we can get into Trey Lance in a minute with Garoppolo looking like he could sit. Uh, we'll get into some of these mid range players as well. Hertz Burrow coming off a massive game, Dak and a 50 plus point total against Arizona. But we have to kick it off with guys like Josh Allen against the, the, the Falcons and Mahomes against Cincinnati and what could be a legitimate shootout Brady against the jets. And then let me round out the seven K range for you. Set the table. Matthew Stafford coming off a rough week, but this Baltimore secondary is right now potentially like bottom three, bottom two, maybe even the worst in football, given all the injuries we've seen to them over the past couple of weeks and months. So, yeah, you're going to have a multitude of options, which means first off, I wouldn't worry much of if at all about ownership at the quarterback position, because you're only playing one, obviously. And there's legitimately like 10 reasonable options you're not going to get. There are no chalk quarterbacks at this point. So to me, you're just looking at best available and you're, and you're breaking it down. I think the first thing, you know, I start to separate guys. You've got Brady and you've got Josh Allen as massive favorites. Uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. I, I don't worry about that as much with Brady because they destroy teams all the time and he throws the ball. I worry about it a little with Buffalo. They're at home. We got to check the weather, of course. And I just think that Josh Allen, when he really taps into the ceiling, it, it's a ground effort. And we see this in big games, 109 yards against Tampa Bay, 64 yards against New England. A against some of these lesser tier teams, I feel like he's less likely to run. So for me, Brady's probably the safest option. And then I'll, I'd look to that next range that you talked about, you know, the Stafford, uh, Burrow, Dak, a lot of good options there. But I think Brady to me would be the safest spot. Okay. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, Brady, again, onslaughting against the Jets, totally worth it. I, Kyler's got to have that type of game. I mean, it feels like this dude has some plays where you're like, wow, he could just do this every single time where he had that 50-yard carry against the Colts, and you're like, this he's his cheat code. And then he just disappears for a while. Dallas's defense has been able to get a ton of pressure. They've also given up a ton of big plays this year. That game again, or you're I feel like I'm targeting more shootouts this week than I am looking at the Brady or Josh Allen onslaughts. Fair enough. I, I really like Matthew Stafford a lot. I mean, he's coming off a, a highly underwhelming week against Minnesota, but this team loves to throw the football. We've got the the run play or the game script adjusted run play percentage tool, which I believe is still free. At Awesome, very, very important tool because it's not just taking the run and pass play percentage on the season. It's factoring in uh, game script, neutral game scripts. What does this team want to do, uh, whether they're neutral, behind, whatever? And if you look at the Rams, 
the only team with a higher neutral script pass play percentage is the Tampa Bay Bucks. And with the Rams, you just lost Daryl Henderson. Sure, Sonny Michelle is a perfect candidate to, to, to come in and fill that void. He had 20-plus carries last week. And Cam Akers could be back. But even if he is, my guess is Cam Akers plays like 15% of snaps. There's no way five months removed from an Achilles tear or a rupture that, that he's coming back uh, at, at full capacity whatsoever. I, I think they're going to I think they're going to throw a lot against Baltimore. And Baltimore is a run funnel defense as, or a pass funnel defense, sorry, where everybody in their secondary has really been tuned up pretty bad, but they still do a decent enough job of preventing big plays on the ground consistently. So, yeah, Baltimore Ravens allowing the fewest rushing yards per game this season. Give me some Matthew Stafford here. Ben, what about the mid-range? It's, it's not lovely, but Burrow against KC, Herbert against – Denver, Dak against Arizona, Hurts against Washington's mid-6K. Uh, I, I think there's a decent amount of spots you can get to, but it's going to be tough for me not to go to that top tier as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm more likely to go to the top tier, but, I mean, Dak kind of stands out that game. Arizona's falling off a cliff, but they're still a team that can really put up points, 51.5 point total. Dallas has looked outstanding. Dak is obviously healthy. Price is right. I have no problem with that. I just the lower we go, the the more Trey Lance becomes relevant because it's like if I'm even remotely in range with him, I'll just play him. So I think we're still in, in an area where it's worth talking about. And I certainly have some interest with Dak because he's got easy stacking options and Arizona is a great team to target. Uh, but as we work into like the fives, now I have li- limited things to say. And Jordan, I saw you answered this already, uh, referring to Wheels, uh, Neil, sorry, Will McNeil, saying Stafford looks great, but he's going to be chalky. You said 14 games slate. It's hard to get chalky on this slate. Just for our podcast listeners to provide some context here, it will be tough, especially, Jordan, when you've got Murray against Dallas, whose prices come down. You have Burrow coming off a huge game. You have Brady against the Jets. You have Mahomes in a potential shootout. You have Josh Allen against Atlanta. I'm not sure any of these guys get chalky enough to the point where you're saying, you know what, I just don't think I can get there on such a huge slate. Yeah, no, the only, I feel like the position that will end up to be kind of chalky this week is COVID news with the running backs. I don't, receivers, even Cooper Cup this week doesn't feel like he's going to be as chalky as he normally is. Because again, we have pretty much all the elite receivers on the slate this week, which is fantastic. And some of these guys that are starting to come back into form like A.J. Brown and stuff. But we'll get into that later. I mean, the one thing with Trey Lance that I will say is he had 16 carries in that first start against the uh, Cardinals where they lost. The only problem with him is I'm not sure I'm really trying to stack any of these 49ers with him because he just, like, when I watch him play, actually throw the ball, unless the dude was wide open it felt like he was just forcing it and the receiver was just getting killed in each each pass attempt. I feel like Debo got hurt or someone got hurt in the game because Trey Lance tried to throw it over the middle in between a linebacker and a corner, and he just got crushed. Mark, they are not getting rid of Cam Akers. <clears throat> I can tell you that much. This, this would not be a <clears throat> see what they want to do or they want to keep him or get rid of He's He's a, a running back on a rookie contract that they drafted in the second round who's actually pretty good. It's just the fact that he's coming off a ruptured Achilles in July, late July. It's amazing that he's back already. Um, ben, the only 
really for me right now, at least, and maybe you, maybe you have somebody else. I'd love to hear about it, but the only one I have, and, and Jordan just talked about him was Trey Lance down. If you get to this lower range, if he starts against Houston, he, he's sub five K. Yeah, I mean, he's firmly in play. His floor is super high because he runs the ball, even if he's not effective. The only problem with Trey Lance is you're, you're incurring an extra spot. Uh, Cause I don't think that the optimal with him necessarily has another niner. So that can be just difficult because you have to choose an extra guy and, and other people have the luxury of pairing receivers with their quarterback with, with a traditional stack. Other than that though, I mean, it, it's hard to see why he wouldn't at least give you a, a pretty respectable score. And if no quarterback or stack really explodes and you're paying up at all these other positions, cause you saved the money, that's going to be a pretty viable route. Would you look to skinny stack this? I mean, I definitely, it would be probably right now with the first look, it would be naked, then skinny stack, then two man. Like the last thing I would do was have two of them with him. It yeah. just seems like, uh, you know, I have no problem with the skinny stack. It, you're just, you're really going for a lot of rushing upside. And, and when you're this price, I mean, uh, um, even at one, one ground touchdown, you're, you're pretty much there. Jordan, you have any other thoughts at quarterback? Any cheaper mid-range guys to touch on? No, this this range is pretty ugly. <laughs> like there's there's not many in a game or quarterbacks that I would like to get to. I mean, maybe if Taylor Huntley's Tyler Huntley's activated, but even then, it's I feel like for eight hundred less, I would just go to Trey Lance every time. Talk about running backs here. Before we do, uh, Yahoo still got it. I mean. Every time I talk about a good promo that we're doing with them in partnership, something better pops up. And I'm assuming this is still going, even though the promo code has to do with Christmas because nobody told me it wasn't and it was still in the read today. So let's do it. Uh, if you sign up using the link in our description and the one that Tyler's about to throw in the chat, you'll get a free month of Awesome O Plus Plat. If you're a new user at Yahoo, new user, sign up using that promo code. Boom, you're in. Or sorry, using that link, you're in free month, awesome up plus platinum. Every single thing that we have on our site, ownership, top stacks, boom, bus tool, player projections, lineup builder, uh, everything across the board, not just for football, but basketball. Is PGA still going? PGA starts up soon enough. Okay. So you got PGA. I don't know when NASCAR starts back up, but we've got NASCAR content, esports, everything. UFC, if, if, if they have content out there, we have uh, what they've contests, we have content and all of our tools compatible with Yahoo as well. So you get that $90 value for free uh, when you sign up, deposit $10 or more using our link. But the good thing, here's the good thing, right? First of all, we used to say they used to be giving you back $10 in free credit. Now, if you just use the promo code Xmas100, X-M-A-S-100, all one word, you get a $100 sign-up bonus when you deposit. And I've been told by Chris Karen, uh, by a lot of people in chat, that it's not a match deposit bonus. If you deposit 20 bucks, you get $100 back using that promo code Xmas100 and use the link in the description down below and in chat. Get your free awesome up plus platinum. I don't even, I should do a 10 second read for this because you're just dumb if you haven't done it already. Look, being blunt here, Ben, if, if you haven't taken advantage of this, you're just going about life wrong. That's all. No, the one thing I'll say, and I know this will happen, is eventually, and probably in the near future, this Yahoo promo that's been all year is going to end. And then there will be people in chat being like, 
is that Yahoo promo still available? I wanted to get in. And it's like, you had months to take advantage of this and now it's going to be gone and you're going to wish you did it. So that's my one cautionary tale. I get those DMS on the regular. Uh, and last thing too, it's not like you're going over to a bad site that just wants to give you money to play there. The management fees, you may know it is rake way lower than anywhere else. Go find the place, a site where in large field tournaments, all of them are paying out 20 plus percent of the entries and you're doubling up. If you min cash might not sound like a big deal. It's a huge deal. If you're on another site and then you turn 20 in the 30 on a min cash, or you turn 20 in the 40 and you min cash three of your five lineups goes a very, very long way. And you'll see that in your bankroll, uh, $50,000 tonight, NBA baller, one third of all entries are being paid out. That's what I'm saying. Like take advantage of it. Just do it. Use the link in the description or in chat and use that promo code Xmas 100 as well to get your free awesome plus platinum subscription and your hundred dollars. All right, let's do this running backs, Jordan, Jonathan Taylor against the Raiders who let's credit them, man. They shut down a Broncos defense last week that are sorry, a Broncos run game last week that had been the, that had been buoying this team whether it be Teddy or Drew Locke, I'm not saying they're great, but that run game had been very good. Melvin Gordon finished with negative yards on seven carries. Javante Williams was uh, was essentially invisible as well. But Jonathan Taylor's a different breed. This offensive line uh, is fantastic. What are you doing with Taylor all the way up at the top this week? Well, first, I mean, the COVID news with Quentin Nelson and some of the offensive line guys, That that's the thing to pay attention to because if they're back, then – I have no problem playing Taylor at his price, even 9K and so much higher than everybody else. We've seen him do it all year long where he gets the 30 to 40 point totals, which against the Raiders is he's capable of doing. I mean, Kamara against Carolina for 7,900, regardless of quarterback, I don't have any problem with that. I'm not sure I'm going to get to Eckler too much this week because I don't know, like I watched the videos of him. He looked sick, sick for this, like the COVID issue that he had. I'm not sure he's going to be 100% this week, If even if he does come back. And we've seen like some guys like Nick Chubb, they mentioned how we, since he came off of COVID, he had to come out at that last play where Baker threw the pick because he was just gassed. I'm not sure I want Eckler feeling the same way against Denver, but Kamara is probably where I'm leaning at the top. Ben, what about – oh, Kamara, huh? Yeah, against Carolina. <laughs> okay. Ben, what about you? Yeah, so, I mean, listen, Jonathan Taylor's playing at an MVP level. If he gets his entire offensive line back, uh, you know, and you have the money, like if you're playing Trey Lance, I'm sure Jonathan Taylor's going to become correlated with him more and more over the week. Kamara, certainly, I mean, again, we have to see. The Saints were missing like 20 guys last night, and it certainly showed in a lot, but there's still, you know, it's Alvin Kamara. He should have the touches it gets pretty thin pretty quickly for me. It's not that I can't, I think you can't play these guys like Mixon against Kansas city's defense. Who's been better, but they're still giving up a good amount on the ground. He's catching the ball, obviously scoring, doing everything that you would want. No Zeke Cordero. Not really. David Montgomery is another one. If he's going to get 25 touches every week at home against the giants, his price is still very playable. I know he's been popular, but it, it became very apparent very quickly in that Seattle game that, this guy's floor is going to be massive going forward when he's seeing this many targets. Yeah, it is. I, man, I was, I was surprised by that. I, you were saying Montgomery, right? Yep. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. And I mean, he's been targeted a lot lately. Don't get me wrong. That was a really bad weather game. And I thought Seattle at home would would certainly be a lot more uh, potent defensively than they were. But they dropped it to the Bears. And David Montgomery had 30 total looks. He was awful on the ground, too. He, he averaged two yards per attempt. But seven receptions on nine targets for 61 yards is big. Uh, and he is. Yeah, he's getting a ton of opportunities. Khalil Herbert scored, too. If he didn't score, uh, I would have taken a, a an even bigger L on David Montgomery. But I, I'll throw a couple other ones out there. Damian Harris. I know his price has come up a little bit, but this guy just continues to score touchdowns, man. When he's healthy, and he clearly is, 18 for 103 in a 12-point loss. Right now, how many target, how many uh, rushing attempts does he get? So you say, yeah, but what about Ramondre Stevenson? I get that. But if Ramondre Stevenson gets 10, Damian Harris might have 20 carries in this game. The only downside and Ben, I'm assuming this is where this is where your pushback might uh, naturally go to is he doesn't get targets. uh, And that's why a guy like Montgomery becomes more viable. So I'll throw this over to Jordan. What are you doing in the mid range here? I mean, it's it's hard not to love Javante against the Chargers. Uh, 6,400. I mean, I know he still splits with Melvin Gordon. It's an annoying backfield, but the Chargers are just, they lost to the Texans this last week, this past weekend in Rex The run defense is the worst I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's funny because since, you know, week 10, the Steelers are giving up 180 yards a game. And we're still like, yep, yeah, nope, Chargers are still the worst. But this, this 6K range is probably where I think most of the ownership is going to come because Ronald Jones against the Jets. I know Kashawn Vaughn had the big carry, but Ronald Jones still had 20 carries in this game. I just, I think I'm going to be staking, staying away from this range just because I think it's going to be the most popular. It's definitely possible. I mean, I got to say though, you've got, I, I think there are some good options here too, Ben, like Rashad Penny, uh, Alex Collins was inactive last week. He did not play coach's decision yep. inactive. Penny had 17 for 135 and a score. Again, not a lot of passing down work, understandable. So we can always go back to a, a Montgomery in a spot like this. Eli Mitchell, if he's active, we've seen what happens every time he comes back. They might have Trey Lance. So you might argue, yeah, so that'll take away from Mitchell. I don't know if it will, if they're not comfortable with Trey Lance throwing. He's 6K. What if Swift returns 6,000? That's a shoulder injury, not a lower body injury. Um, Sonny Michelle, and then if Connor's out, Chase Edmonds against Dallas is 5,700. I'm just running down the list here. Ronald Jones is 6,300 as well against the Jets. There's a a lot to, to talk about in this low 6K range. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these questions will be answered for us in the coming days in terms of who's available, who's not. You know, I think to me, a guy like Montgomery stands above the rest. And then you work down to, you know, someone like Penny. He's kind of in the Harris bucket. He only has one way to get there. It's a viable way. It's not like he can't, but I don't see many ways where he gets there on passing volume or anything besides scoring on the ground and just really, you know, just having a ground attack for Seattle in that game. Other than that, though, like I'm not going to mess around with Swift. I think that the Lions are just in a different state of mind right now. They've got a bunch of backs. It's hard to look to Saquon. It's hard to honestly. I go down to Singletary, who you got me on last week, and Let's he responded. It. Yeah, it's been very, very good. The targets are there, the carries are there, the efficiency isn't, but his price. You don't really need to be that efficient, to be honest. If he scores, he's he's contributing in a multitude of ways. 
big time spread. There's plenty of TD equity. So mid 5K for Singletary is fine. I think he's still underpriced. That's the thing, right? I mean, he has 34 carries over the last couple of games. And while he only had 12 last game, he still had six targets. The big thing for me, and this is what, what really stands out, over the last two weeks, we mentioned this at the top of the show, he has 10 red zone carries, three inside the 10, and two goal line carries. He scored twice on three of those carries inside the 10. So he's been efficient inside the goal line or in the in goal to go situations. That is intriguing to me. Jordan, 80% of the team red zone rushing attempts uh, over the last two weeks. And that includes Josh Allen in there, not just running back rushing attempts, 80% of team rushing attempts in the red zone. Zach Moss only had one of them last week. Uh, so a third of what Singletary saw. That's at least worth talking about if, if Zach Moss is active. But if Zach Moss once again goes back to not being active, Singletary plays another 90% of snaps, he might be one of my highest owned running backs. Yeah, no, I agree with you. This is the running back that I was going to get to out of this range because I, I see, I've seen Singletary's work just increase. And it's funny because like one week Zach Moss is inactive and Breed is active and they don't split carries. And then they make Breida inactive and Zach Moss yep. is active, still no splitting carries. Devin Singletary is a good running back when he gets touches. It's just always been a cannibalized backfield. And now it seems like we finally have it that way. I mean, other than that, I was going to ask you, what about the Philly backfield against Washington, who seems to just be yeah. giving up at this point? And you guys have just been absolutely dominant. I know um, Boston Scott had more carries than Jordan Howard, but it feels like both of them, even on this slate, you can get one of them because there's just multiple touchdowns available against how or with how bad Washington's been recently. So Jordan Howard actually got hurt in that game and left. Did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> look, that dude, there's so I don't I don't expect anyone to know every single everyone gets hurt <laughs> or a COVID list every single week at this point. So it's a stinger. If okay. Jordan Howard plays, uh, I intend on having, believe it or not, a decent amount, even at fifty two hundred. Look. They're going to run the shit out of the football again. There's no reason they sh they won't do that. They faced Washington two weeks ago on that Tuesday game. Uh, at, well, really, it's a week ago from today, <laughs> but you get the point. Uh, and Washington coughed up 238 rushing yards. So, yeah, I like it. If he's out, I have no problem going to Boston Scott either in a spot like this. I I'll, I'll say this much, Ben, to pick up on Jordan's conversation. I'm not really sure it matters who's in the backfield right now with this offensive line that they have. No, it's obviously there's a, an element of plug and pay. It's just, will anyone garner enough of, and when you run so much, you don't need a, a percentage base that's large, but you still need someone to, to get enough volume to justify it. So again, I think this is a situation. I think we know that the Eagles rushing attack is what they're going to do. They've been doing, and there's no reason to stop their four point road favorite. It's just going to be, okay, how many mouths are there? It looks like Miles Sanders is not going to be one of them, but it's Jordan Howard. You've got Scott, obviously. So j just prioritizing how that pecking order may be. Yeah, and that's totally reasonable. One thing I will say, they – so Miles Sanders is already out. We know mm -hmm. that, right? There's going to no be a lot hands. of rushing volume. Jordan Howard, when Sanders went out, was the guy. He Nine carries and then – Four targets in that game. That was surprising to me. Four targets in like a half of football. So if he's active, and, and I don't disagree with you, it's it's going to be, it's never super easy. But if Jordan Howard's active, I do feel like for anyone looking to target this game, 
that he will definitely be the lead back. He's a much better pure runner than Boston Scott, and he hits holes quickly and picks up big chunk yardage a lot. So, um, yeah, that would be that would be my preferred option for sure if he's healthy. And I'm assuming with a stinger, he has a decent enough shot uh, of getting into that game. I don't know if I really have anyone else. We talked about Singletary in the lower tier, Jordan Howard. Um, if Swift is out, maybe Jamal Williams gets another 20 looks. Boston Scott, if Jordan Howard's out. Do you guys have any other cheap options you want to touch on? Either of you, jump in. No, I'm good. I mean, they're, they're an awful team, and I don't think I'll need to do this, but, like, somebody's going to have to run the ball for Jacksonville. Uh, and Agun Balale stepped in nicely for, for Robinson. I don't think there's that big of a difference between – what who's going to be back there in that backfield, but it's in new England. That's one of the, the worst spots you could have. So uh, if there was no value that broke, I'd probably look at him, but I'm, I'm pretty confident. We'll have some pretty obvious value break. Will says he won't play Philly because he's a Vikings fan and needs him to lose. Will, <laughs> first of all, you don't want to do that. Second of all, hedge it, man. Yeah, a- life the, hedge. It's a real life hedge. If the Eagles win, right and sneak into the playoffs in week 17 and you didn't play Howard and they win because of Jordan Howard, oh, just the death now, you know, that, that if the Eagles get in and you play Jordan Howard and he wins you a tournament, well, you'll sleep. Okay. At night. But anyway, uh, and I, I think that's it for running back, but there's a lot to touch on there. No question. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. I don't think I did, but NBA strat or sorry, NFL strategy show. It says NBA strategy show on here, but I can assure you that this is the NFL strategy show. And is it, is it NFL strategy show? Or is it NFL first look? What's the promo? Cause it says either or use NFL first look. If you want to get 25% off your first week of awesome plus platinum. I talked about all the tools before everything built by Alex Baker, awesome himself number one ranked player out there uh, and an insane amount of very smart people that have helped build and work on these tools that are constantly binking tournaments that um, low profile around these ways, like Eddie Lai and, and Sean Zahn, those guys just big game, big days all the time, but they're back working on those same tools that you get 25% off. Use the promo code NFL first look, all caps, all one word. Uh, and maybe the wallet's a little tight coming off the holidays, coming off Christmas. The NFL Express Pass is $3.95 a week. It is all of our showdown content, all of the tiers stuff, uh, a lot of, of, of main slate content as well. I would recommend, though, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, I would recommend waiting till Ben. And it's probably they probably don't like me for saying this, but try and be honest around it. I would recommend waiting for the first round of the postseason where you're just going to have showdowns galore and Monday night playoff games. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, you know, the, the wild card weekend, and now there's extra games. Uh, that's a good one. I, I will say, though, not to try to cover everything, if there's one week of the year where I will lean on our tools even heavier, it'll be next week when you just can't keep track of this on your own. I will say that. Like, the tools help so much when it's like, oh, I never would have even looked at this guy because I didn't realize that this team – is now on their fifth wide receiver of the week. So uh, it really helps you save a bunch of time, if nothing else. 
No doubt. And I want to induct some people into the Hall of Fame real quick because I couldn't get to it yesterday. NBA deeper dive was insane. I don't know if you guys played NBA, but it was just stupid. Like players were getting ruled in because the, they changed the quarantine time down from 10 days. More players were getting it was an absolute mess. So I promised you for all of you that were looking forward to getting a shout out to getting inducted into the Hall of Fame that I would absolutely do it this morning. So I keep my word. Uh, all you got to do to get in on this, download the Awesomeo profile picture at awesomeo.com slash avatar. Tweet your wins at Awesomeo H-O-F. If you finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, you get a free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum. You get all that love on Twitter. Get the shout outs. Get inducted here in front of everybody and get the free month. Our boy T.O. Deck. Thanks, Awesomeo, for the Christmas gift on Christmas Day. First tournament showdown, solo win, best DFS, everything from the Awesomeo squad. 20K, first out of 21,000. That's huge. And we like T.O. Deck. That's our guy. Ryan, thanks for all your great content, for your in-depth podcast, your amazing tools that made a very Merry Christmas. Uh, another one. I am skipping $20,000. Awesome, man. That's phenomenal. And I believe that was that was Christmas as well. Okay. So this makes, that's Merry. Whoever said Bledsoe was washed from Michael J. Hey, Michael. Uh, $5,000. Topped in uh, third place in the alley-oop. And then you've got Joseph, NFL 15K Hail Mary, 3K to first. Guess what? Joseph took first place in that as well. And two more here. Matt Ostre, thank you for all the content. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You too, man. Uh, nice $400 and $200 win, third and first place respectively. And we wrap it up with Ed Led. I finally won a Premier League FanDuel game. I've come so close so many times. And $2,000 right there in the 8K Sunday EPL Wonder Strike. Congrats to all of you guys. Welcome. You will forever be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, tweet us at HOF. Include Ben and Jordan and myself in those tweets because we like to see those wins as well and celebrate with you. Wide receivers. Jordan, what are we doing with Cooper Cup? The guy's automatic. And now he goes up against a Baltimore team that just got annihilated by T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, no, they had no answer. Of course, Cooper Cup is always in play. I just wonder if Martindale is going to treat him just like he treated Devontae Adams, where there was that picture where Devontae Adams had corner, a safety five yards away, and then the other safety was looking his way. That's the only fear I have for Cooper Cup. If they don't dis like discuss that they're going to kind of play similar or even mention Devontae Adams' name this week, then Cooper Cup should be in line for another 20-point performance against Baltimore because they can't stop everybody i think anthony or Averett is also hurt i think he bruised his ribs or broke his ribs this past weekend so they're down to like their six string corner if if that so at the top he can pay off that 9500 price on DraftKings. he's basically like christian mccaffrey or michael thomas from that two years ago yeah absolutely those are two good comparisons for sure um it's it's crazy how good he's been, Ben. But I, I'm not getting away from from Odell or or even Van Jefferson, who was one reception on six targets last week was brutal. Stafford struggled, but I like this whole Rams passing game. You guys already know that. Of course, I mean the only thing. I mean you're not gonna you play Cooper Cup. You're you're doing things right. There's obviously nothing to push back. I will say though, again with the 14 game slate and probably a ton of value. What constitutes Cup getting there is a little different on slates like this. There's a lot of games where it looks very good because it's a big time game, but it's not like, a you know, if he gets 30 DraftKings points, you're not going to be upset if you play him. But if you don't have him, 
it's not like a shut down the laptop time. Like he, he, there's a lot of really effective games where you're going to be just fine considering you've got Debo and Tyree kill and Diggs and chase and Keenan Allen, AJ Brown. There's a million other guys that if someone keeps contact with Cooper cup, it's still a conversation. So I'm, I'm not saying don't play him, but I am saying that the, what constitutes a must have is a lot different on a 14 game slate. That's a really good point. Uh, I don't think either of you are wrong, though, in that, you know, you could definitely play Cooper Cup and people will play Cooper Cup, even at that price point. But if Cooper Cup goes for 26 and you don't have him, you're not dead at all. So I probably if I knew that he scored 26, I would rather not have him for sure. I think that makes sense. He's ninety five hundred. And again, can. Can AJ Brown go for 26? He, he coming off a huge game. I'm just I, you could just look at can can Stefan Diggs against Atlanta go for 26? I'm still I still think Diggs might be a mildly overpriced, but still thir- coming off a 13 target game. He is getting peppered lately, uh, but it's it's not been the greatest DFS season for him. Can Tyreek go for 26 coming off a really bad game or more? Uh, obviously, you know where I'm going with this. The answer to all of that is yes. There are a lot of really good wide receivers on this slate, Jordan. Who do you like below Cooper Cup? Below Cooper Cup, it, it definitely is a is a mixed range. I, I think CeeDee Lamb at 7,100 is where I lean the most. Um, I know Jamar Chase has been good. Finally, he got that bounce back game against Baltimore, and Diggs is going up against Atlanta. I just think for environment purposes and just price, CeeDee Lamb at 7,100 is where I would be leaning. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I have no, again, no problem with that. Part of it, of course, is the attachment. To, to your stack, I, I think that Tyreek's probably my favorite one-off just because he's Tyreek and he's coming off probably a quiet game. But C.D. Lamb, I really like because I like Dak. Uh, you know, I was dead wrong about Waddle. Waddle's just unbelievable right now. He's going to break Anquan Bolden's record. The guy is a PPR machine. Uh, say what you want about Tua, but if you're converting 80% of your passes here to Waddle and he's getting north of 10 targets, it's hard for him not to get there. And, and we saw it again last night. So. Uh, yeah, I think you can really start and have two or three guys in this kind of six to seven K range and really like the, the look of your receivers this week. I like him too. Uh, I, I will say, I know Miami's defense has played pretty remarkable football lately. I, if AJ Brown is one of those guys that goes overlooked though, it's going to be tough for me to not want some AJ Brown. I, I know he's, he's a little pricey, but I don't really think he is. I mean, look, Julio Jones last game was mostly a non-factor. They don't have Derrick Henry right now, who could be back in week 18, but they will assuredly not have him this week. He was targeted 16 times in that win, A.J. Brown was. He's dominant. He is a true alpha wide receiver, and we saw that evidenced in that game in primetime. They don't have anybody else, not to mention Julio and uh, Westbrook Aquina are on the, the, the COVID list anyway. I know it's not a great matchup. I get that. But is A.J. Brown simply good enough to have a big game and get peppered 15 times? I think he is. Jordan, do you have concerns about this matchup for A.J. Brown? I mean, no, because with the Dolphins, you look at this winning streak. They played Tyrod Taylor coming off the hamstring, Lamar Jackson in a primetime game where they just shut him And Lamar was just terrible himself in that game. Yeah, Yeah, it was a Thursday. Yeah, it was a Thursday game, whatever. But then they played the Jets twice, Panthers, Giants, and then Ian Book last night. Like they're they're, They've been phenomenal. 
But when they went and played Brady, Antonio Brown, seven catches, 124 and two touchdowns. Like this defense is capable of being beat. And A.J. Brown is also just a dude that is a physical freak. And just when he's healthy, he plays at another level. And right now he, since week 10, he's fifth in route or yards per route run with 2.65, keeping up with Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. So, again, if uh, Julio stays out, because with new COVID rules, he could come back in. 7,200. If he goes overlooked, yes, A.J. Brown is fantastic play against Miami. Do you guys like Amari Cooper if C.D. Lamb ends up being the one in Dallas getting all the love? I can't trust Cooper. I just – I know no. he performed well against Washington. I just don't. I just don't anymore. I think that was a squeaky wheel thing too, right? He was complaining about the, being frustrated with the offense. You can see that sometimes. Um, they just absolutely annihilated Washington. <laughs> ben, what about DK and Lockett? This is even 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 with Metcalf getting into the end zone. It it's in the last time he's crossed. The last time he's got had more than twelve fantasy points was Week Eight against Jacksonville. Brutal. And, and, and might I add, I'm pretty sure, no, I'm positive, that wasn't even a Russell Wilson game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just not. I'll put it like this. DK Metcalf last week caught, caught a 41-yard touchdown, and he finished the game with 41 <laughs> yards receiving. Right. So that's not good. Uh, Wait, say that again? DK Metcalf, yes, last week against Chicago, caught a 41-yard touchdown, and he finished the game with 41 receiving yards. That's crazy. Like he had one other catch for zero yards. Zero yards. And that's it. So like you even, you know, it's been, oh, you're waiting for that home run. You got it. You got the home run play and you still didn't get there. Great point. It, yeah. It's really difficult to, to look at this. And obviously I know it was snowing and we'll see what the weather brings. But Detroit, they're A, playing better. B, they run the ball. Very, very uh, prevalent. I, I watched that game against Atlanta for reasons unknown. And, and honestly, Matt Ryan just didn't have a lot of opportunities there for volume. And I think that we could see Russell Wilson in that same situation. So I get as tournament plays, you're always going to look, but just keep in mind, it, it's pretty concerning when you get that home run 40 yard touchdown and you're still not even close to being relevant. I'm with you. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I, I have tried to just stay away from this team recently because of uh, how ineffective and, and erratic they've been. I don't know. I mean, you've got Matt Kevlaki of Devonta Smith. Look, the guy makes amazing catches, Jordan. Back-to-back uh, -back weeks, he's had two receptions that are like the guy's toe-tap ability to keep his feet in bounds is remarkable. I love this kid going forward, but I, I just don't know if you're ever getting those ceiling games right now with Jalen Hurts, even though Devonta Smith is making Hurts look better every time he throws him the football. Yeah, no, Devontae Smith is just – he's at an awkward price. I mean, I feel like he should be about 300 cheaper and be with Marquise Brown and Mike Williams. But when he's more expensive than Antonio Brown, yep. um, I just don't think I'm ever getting there. Even though Antonio Brown will probably be popular against the Jets, he's just the one target for the Buccaneers. Everybody was trying to hop on the Tyler Johnsons or Brashad Perryman and – Antonio Brown just basically was the only target for Tom Brady this past weekend. And also, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is just getting significant volume. I think he has four straight games with eight catches, which is the first rookie receiver to do that since Odell Beckham. And against Seattle, even though it's a low volume game, Amon Ross seems to be getting there each and every week. Just Devontae Smith is just so volatile with how you guys operate as a football team. 
Give me AJ Brown all day here. Uh, even if Evans plays, I like AJ, or I'm sorry, Antonio, Antonio. my fault, Antonio Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown, even with Tim Boyle had himself a game. I- I'm with you. I think, I think I'm on Ross St. Brown in this spot against Seattle is perfectly reasonable. Uh, I, we talked about the, the secondary options behind Cooper cup in, in LA. I think all of those guys make sense. Ben, I, I'm assuming you already like Antonio Brown. So let me, let me pivot to, to another player. What do you do with Christian Kirk and or the other pass catchers for Arizona? Because it might just be wise to go to, to Zach Ertz. Yeah, uh, I mean, certainly that game, I think, has re- – and people are going to do this. It has real uh, shootout potential stackability. So if I go to a lot of Dak, I, I certainly may just blindly run it back with whoever fits, whether that's Ertz or Kirk, uh, even A.J. Green. The, the volume should be there. I think I prefer Kirk uh, if I had to, but I feel pretty good about that game in general. So that's how I'm really going to approach it. But I'm with you guys. I mean, Antonio Brown's prop. I know it's easy to say this now, but that was one of the easiest props I've ever seen uh, of the entire year last week. So I didn't really get that. And I'm just going to throw out. I I do this a lot. Depending on what the ownership looks like with Jonathan Taylor, Pittman on the outside is a true alpha. He had 12 targets against Arizona. If he has an explosive game, it's very hard for a $9,500 running back or a 9K running back to get there in that same game. So I don't mind leveraging with Michael Pittman if you want to consolidate the Colts. I like that. I have no problem there. You know, the only thing when it comes to to a team like this is if they get out early, they just will not throw the football. So you're hoping that Las Vegas can put some points up on the other side of this game. If you're playing large field tournaments, I think that stacking the Raiders with Pittman as the runback is like a super interesting under the radar type play. Okay. I dig it. Jordan, you got any cheap options worth talking about? Um, Gabe Davis, if he ends up coming off the COVID list, I, I really think that he's in the spot against Atlanta. I mean, most of these guys down here are going to be stacks or just the runback type of players, but it gets ugly once you get past the 5K range because you still have Van Jefferson at 53. I mean, Odell's a little higher, 57, but it just gets ugly the further and further you go down. I was surprised to see that Emmanuel Sanders is 4,200. I know it was, I know he's been bad in recent weeks. It just his price at 42 and then even Byron Pringle at 41 were two of the lower price points I was shocked to see. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Emmanuel Sanders right now. I mean, we already know Gabe Davis is going to miss week 17. Uh, okay. If I'm, I'm pretty, hold on, I'm pretty sure. I thought the COVID rule changed so he has a chance <laughs> to play because of the quarantine status. I just, the CDC and that nonsense, it's hard to keep no, up. Well, he's unvaccinated. <laughs> okay. I thought I don't it was think changed it changes for, for unvaccinated. I don't think it changes for unvaccinated players, does it? I have no idea. I don't <laughs> I, I, I don't no think so. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it does. So I'm almost certain he's still out. Okay. Um if anyone knows differently, please let me know. Happy to be wrong here. If Beasley also sits, you might have to consider Ben going back to, to Isaiah McKenzie. He might just be amazing. Uh <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, when he's out there, he really looks like it's like, wow, that guy. Doing work. So, yeah, if he has opportunities, again, I mean, there's going to be a lot to go around for Buffalo. I don't mind doing that. And then you've got you got a lot of the guys from last week that I think will be in the conversation. It just depends on personnel. Palmer, Wesley, Allen Robinson is sub 4K. Uh, again, I, I don't know how often I'm going to need to go this low, 
especially if I don't pay up at multiple positions because you've got Trey Lance in the conversation. So I don't think I'm going to get to 3K wide receivers unless my lineup construction dictates that. Let's talk some tight ends, fellas, and a little bit of defense before we head out of here for the day. One more time, hit that thumbs up, too. we got about 250 watching on a Tuesday morning. Happy to have all you guys with us. Podcast, if you're listening after the fact, what's good? And if you're listening here, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you're on YouTube, but it's afterwards because, you know, people have families and lives and stuff and they can't always tune in as it's happening. Leave a comment down below. Always happy to uh, go back and forth. I read them all. I try and respond to all of them as well. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Lafayette underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Ben is at Jazz Raz DFS. Jordan at Jordan Vanek DFS. Let's talk tight ends here. I think at the top, it starts to get wild now that you've got a slate where we're back to these high-priced, uh, the high-priced position, Jordan, where Mark Andrews has been straight dominant, whether it's Lamar, whether it's Huntley, whether it's Josh Johnson, it doesn't make a difference. This guy has been stellar catching everything thrown his way four touchdowns, uh, averaging around double digit receptions over his last three games, crushing it. And then you got Kelsey who's likely to return. Uh, and then George Kittle, who might have Trey Lance, which would probably be the odd man out here, despite a really good matchup against the Texans. Yeah, I mean, at the top, Kelsey and Andrews is where I go, just because watching Trey Lance, he just doesn't, it doesn't feel like that offense is going to have high passing volume. And Jimmy Garoppolo, when he was, you know, healthy, he's been averaging the most yards per attempt since week 10. He's actually been a fantastic quarterback in recent weeks, despite how bad he can be in that last game that he played. But at the top, I feel like it's clearly Kelsey and Andrews above Kittle. And even though you're getting a lower owned Kittle, I just don't even think I'm getting up to this price point during this week with some of the other options. What about you at the top, man? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to to go get these guys. It would be more of a luxury spend. Um, and, and if I do go up there, obviously, Mark Andrews, slow start to the year, and he's turned that around. That seems like you know another lifetime ago. He's just been absolutely fantastic. I think the interesting range for me this little micro range with Gronk, who uh, was basically non-existent. And then Kyle Pitts, who he, he's still putting in some quality games, but the targets are really just stuck between like five and seven for months now. And it's just really hard to pay off a 6K tag when you only have six or seven attempts. So I would love to see that volume push to 10, 12 targets for him. But we really haven't seen that almost at all this entire season. And Waller, I don't know if he returns. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, I honestly don't even know that the price point is that appealing. Would you rather just, would you not rather just pay up to like a Kelsey or an Andrews in a spot like that? Yeah. I mean, it, unless again, I think if you're talking a, a crazy against the grain Raiders stack and he's in, I, I actually like having him involved there, but all in all one off or agnostic, uh, absolutely give me Kittle or Andrews. I'd rather have Gronk, too. It sounds crazy. I know he's coming off a really disappointing game with only two targets, but Rob Gronkowski was targeted eight-plus times in five games leading up to that. So if you think that, the, that that is going to be the standard, that Gronk isn't involved at all, I've got a bridge to sell you. That's the saying, right? What a stupid Let's saying. Say so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll go back to Gronk, especially if he if he comes in lower on off of, based off last week. I got to tell you, though, Jordan, Zach Ertz, it, it appears, is quickly becoming 
Kyler Murray's favorite target. I mean, this guy's getting peppered with opportunities. He's proving that he is still one of the premier tight at pass catching tight ends in the league. And now you're going up against Dallas. I mean, I think if this game shoots out, Ertz might actually be a little bit underpriced here. And I don't hate Goddard either beneath him, just given what he did against Washington last time, given how, like you said, Washington's defense has seemingly given up on the year, but I like Ertz even a lot better than Goddard and, and most people in that range if he's going to keep getting these opportunities. Oh, yeah, no. Zach Ertz has been phenomenal in recent weeks, and this offense has spread the targets, but he's pretty much – I feel like he's their best receiver at this. Like, I know Christian Kirk has performed well, and A.J. Green's got the down-the-field stuff, but Zach Ertz is just finding spaces in the defense and getting, you know, red zone looks at, at a great rate. And without James Conner, too, I feel like you're getting more red zone usage than you would because Chase Edmonds just doesn't get those carries for whatever reason. I feel like the range that I'll be going down to is probably the Hunter Renfro, I mean, Hunter Henry, uh, Gerald Everett type of guys, just because of the way pricing is this week. And even 5K for a tight end might be too pricey for me. Ben, close out tight ends. Any value? And what do you think of that 5K range with a lot of those guys? Yeah, I mean, the, the 5K certainly Ertz, Goddard, uh, even Schultz, like these are these are interesting Schultz, ways yeah. to to stack like what I think are premier games or premier offenses. So I have no problem with that value. I mean, again, it's not that there aren't guys in the three K range that I think can have moderate games, but I think and we've seen this recently, like scoring two hundred in a large field tournament is just not cutting it right now. Like you can't have guys giving you like nine, no matter what salary they are. You really need raw points. So. I look to like the Jared Cook, Evan Ingram range, but I, I'm just a little worried that they're just giving you, you know, 10 too often. You, you really need some more upside there. So I'm going to probably try to make it a, a priority to at least get to a range where I think the guy is live for, you know, a, a 20 point ceiling, something like that. Yeah, that's why I actually find myself in that five carries because those guys do have that touchdown equity. They do have the double digit target opportunities. Do you think on this site you're going to absolutely need? that big game from your tight end 14 game slate. It feels like you're going to need a big, big raw point output from literally every position. (laughs) All right. We got to get going, but before we do uh, free content on the site today, if you want to check it out and you're not a premium member, NBA ownership projections and NHL player projections, both of them free. uh, Just go to awesome.com. Let's do this defense under three K I'll go quick because we got to go. I'll go Miami against Tennessee. I think if they can shut A.J. Brown down, Miami ends up having a big week. Uh, And Tennessee has been, as Ben calls it, what would you say, a uh, a random number generator? Yeah, they have been. A random number generator. I I hit the money line, though, so I'll ride on the other side this week with Tennessee and go with Miami. What do you got, Jordan? I'll go with the Broncos. Uh, First time they pick six Herbert and pick them a few times. Herbert usually struggles against cover one, which is what the Broncos run, and they had his number in their first matchup. The twenty six hundred, I'll go there. Ben? Giants, Giants for me. Just the Bears' offense uh, has struggled a lot. Uh, fine price, twenty eight hundred. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Tell your friends about Awesome O too. Help us out if you like this stuff. And uh, as always, we'll see you back here for the next one. It's been the Awesome O Strategy Show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Peace.